The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration for leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning and welcome to our show, Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. This week our guest is Jim Kyles, CEO of Living Networks and Program Director of Four Years Go, a campaign to help shift humanity's direction over the course of the next four years. And that's a pretty audacious call to action. We're really looking forward to talking with Jim this morning. Welcome, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. Jim, I have been following the work of Four Years Go since the spring of 2010 when I heard Lynn Twist speak at the Global Sufficiency Summit in Boston. And as I understand it, four years ago has an audacious mission, really a mission to shift humanity's course toward a just, fulfilling, and sustainable future by the end of 2014. So that's shift our, the course of our future by the end of 2014. And I know that you're inviting people from all around the world to stand together and take some courageous actions to bring about a future that's really worth having. This is an urgent mission, Jim. Uh, 2014's coming our way. Why is this shift so important? Well, the shift is really critical because the planet is on an unsustainable path. I mean, you know, this is a great time to be having this conversation with people on the East Coast who have just had earthquakes and hurricanes of, you know, of a size that, you know, is, is unprecedented. Um, and so the, 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 the concept that we're all about is really getting people uh, into action uh, in, in a way that can prevent us from going down a path where, where we have to deal with issues um, that really we don't want to deal with. My kids, you know, came to me three years ago and said, you know, Dad, we just, you know, had all this training on climate change, and we want to know what you're going to do about it. And, um, and, and, and I came back to them and said, you know, I, I don't know at that time. And, uh, you know, it's between then and now, I got the opportunity to meet Lynn Twist and to spend some time talking about you know, how we can get people, you know, really into action. And the first step is to, is to understand that there are solutions out there, you know, and, and, and that there is, there's time. We don't know how much, but there's time. Jim, before your kids came to you and asked you, what are you going to do about climate change? What are you going to do about the future? I know that you've been a lifelong entrepreneur and business investor. You've been a civil rights lawyer. Um, and, you know, recently you've really been taking your interest in uh, networks and uh, technology to uh, explore what networks can do for us um, globally. And, and I know that you do that through living networks as well as other uh, ventures that you've been involved with. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the decision you've made to go from that background to this 
role you're playing um, leading this campaign to shift humanity's direction? Well, it's actually a natural segue. I mean, I, I've spent my entire life uh, being uh, involved in in movements, uh, you know, especially in uh, civil rights causes and in uh, litigation and and, uh, and in protecting people from uh, from systems that that have uh, you know historically had you know an element of you know lack of focus, lack of intelligence, and and therefore uh, activities that. Uh, we're compromising to all of our futures, and you know, in, in that respect, uh, um, as I as I got involved in uh, in the '90s in, in technology as um, a solution for media to move media toward you know the next phase of you know our development. Um, this 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 there, there came about this segue into into my two careers really that. Uh, uh, allow for the use of technology, especially video technologies and social media technologies, to migrate real networks into online environments and the ability to use online environments to um, create an, an ongoing living solution. So a living network is really something different than, say, a Facebook or a Twitter. Those are tools for living networks. And so the uh, concept is that when you have you know real people coming together around around real issues um, in in the physical world um, using that energy that that happens in those environments is is something that is you know really can't be reproduced in 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 the in the media that we're all coming to use but we can you know continue the engagement until the next time we come together and we can keep people excited, and we can keep people doing things, you know, through networks that exist online, uh, and capture all the excitement that is happening in the real world. And that's what a living network is. So a living network is a way for us to connect and stay connected, and um, continue to be in the conversations or have the experiences we really want to have, using technology to make that happen. Yeah, we've have never been it? able to do it before. I mean, the last uh, you know, the last four or five years have really shown us that uh, the power of the movement doesn't have to end when the people from the movement cease to be together. And even better, that the power of the movement can be created using tools and technologies and solutions. I mean, the Arab Spring is, is, is the example everyone cites, but there are many, many things going on in the world. And, you know, in fact, one of the things I wanted to call your, to your attention today is that, you know, the, the world moves so fast now that even goals like a four years ago um, campaign mission that uh, is established in, in a period of like 2010 where, you know, where, you know, Lynn and, and four years ago and Pachamama were saying, hey, you know, we have, to, we have to get the world going. We have, to, we have to get people moving. We have to get people to take a stand. I mean, that was the heart of four years ago in 2010. You know, a year later, really, the, the, the mission, you know, has shifted slightly, slightly because there's so much going on. You know, even in our own world where we want people, you know, to get into action and get into transformation so that they can really, really move the dime on these issues, you know, we're seeing so many organizations and people, individuals, by the millions coming together and, 
and, and doing things of amazing importance. I mean, look what's happening over at the White House right now. Um, an amazing group of networks coming together on an issue that's so important, you know, with this, uh, with this Keystone Pipeline. It's just, it, there's an amazing thing happening there. You know, it's happening, you know, you know, under the radar of major media, but it's happening nonetheless. And this is the power of new media coming together. So our job in four years ago now is to shine the light on groups like that. You know, that's what we're doing with media now is to shine the light, you know, on them. We're help to help those, all of those movements in the world, uh, accelerate and to create support for them. In addition to our historic mission of inspiring people into action. Can you say a little bit, Jim, about the, um, you know, the difference, if you will, the difference between how things used to happen and now how they can happen as a result of this technology? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's really and truly amazing. I mean, it used to be, and it still is. I mean, still many movements still get going in the way things used to happen, but um, it's, 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 it's a lot harder. You know, you had to get a group of people together, um, in in a in a local geography, um, and 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 uh, get galvanized by a big issue. Take take a big swing at an idea. You know, I think of my good friend Mark Dubois, who who uh, back in the '70s wanted to stop the the uh, New Malonis Dam on the Stanislaus River, and you know, and, and been fighting it for a long time, and finally took personal action to to make to make it happen by. You know, putting himself in the river, and uh, and 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 that galvanized a lot of people. So you used to have to do something really extraordinary. You used to have to take a physical action, and the physical action needed to be confrontational, and it needed to it needed really to escalate as quickly as possible because of the need to get so many people together physically. In today's world, you know, that helps. But it's not, it's not as necessary as it used to be. Today, you know, we can gather people together quickly, you know, by the millions, you know, when we, when we know we have an issue. We can, we can get people into action. If, you know, if you just take my network and your network and the networks of everybody that has a network in Facebook or in Twitter and, you know, or, or in, in email networks, and you start to gather them together around a topic, you know, almost instantaneously, and with the and with the tools and technologies that allow us to reach out, um, you know, we can we can pull together action that was uh, that that is pretty amazing. Just think of what happened with Irene over the weekend, for example. You know, I was follow. You know, normally I would have followed Irene on television, but I followed Irene on Twitter, and um, at the peak when it was coming on shore in North Carolina, there were literally you know 250 to 300 Twitter messages coming in on the hashtag Irene, hashtag um, hurricane feed uh, per second. I mean, it was, it was really literally amazing. You'd, you'd click a refresh, and then the button would show that there were still another 200 messages that you hadn't seen. Um, so these, yeah. these tools and technologies are getting people together around these things way quicker than they ever were before. Can you just say a little bit more before we take a break about um, what calls you to action here from the world of business, the exploration of technology and networks, to being an, an agent for social change? Well, it's, it's, it's the combination of the things I've done in my career that are all 
you know, coming into line in a very nice way for me. I mean, I, you know, I've always been a very um, strident person about, you know, particular kinds of issues. I mean, I, some people call me progressive, but really I'm, I'm very pragmatic. I'm, you know, somewhat libertarian, and I'm into action around causes that do social justice for people. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough, um, you know, years ago when uh, the Internet first started happening uh, to be, you know, brought into Intel Corporation, where I ran the media services and content investment program there for about seven years. And, you know, we had great success there, and I learned an awful lot about how media and content come together. And so now, as over the last ten years, as I've watched what's happening since 9-11, Lots of other issues that are that have been coming out. I've recognized the need for people like me to step forward, you know, from where they traditionally stand in in business, and uh, and become leaders and help people that are passionate about the things that they do, you know, like you know the Rainforest Action Network uh, that's at the White House right now, and 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 support them and and help them make the things that are important happen. So you really answered a call for what you call people like me, meaning entrepreneurs, people in business. Um, and and I'm, I'm hearing you say you think it's time for business people to step forward and bring what they know. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct, and they are. I mean, I, I, you know, many of my great friends and, and uh, cohorts from, you know, from uh, you know, technology companies and from business companies, I have you know, lots of folks that are in my networks and you know, in places like New York in the media sector in L.A., you know, everybody is either stepping forward or getting ready to step forward. This is, this is our time. This is, you know, we have something we have to do, and, and, and that group of people can lead this thing forward. I mean, it, and it's not about us, and it's not about, you know, it's not about business, and it's not about being anti-business. It's about making sure the things we know get used in a way that can solve the problems that we see. And, uh, and, the, and the wonderful people that, uh, you know, have been in the trenches, you know, for way longer than we have, you know, are giving us guidance on, you know, you know what we need to do. And, and all we have to do is follow our hearts and, and, uh, and, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll be able to lead this thing where it needs to go. When we come back from our break, we're going to explore this a bit more, Jim. Interested in hearing more about four years ago. Great. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. 
Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. This is Kate Ebner, and my guest today is Jim Kyles, CEO of Living Networks and Program Director of Four Years Go, an audacious campaign to help shift humanity's direction over the course of the next four years. Welcome back to our listeners, and Jim We've been talking a bit about four years ago and about the call that many business people, um, people in general, are answering, which is to bring their knowledge, bring their expertise to bear on the future that we all really want to create together. And I wonder if you could just tell us your vision um, for the future that you think we need to be working on. And by that, I mean, when you look to the future, what is it that you'd like to really see? Yeah, um... Well, I mean, it's it's um, it's not an easy question, um, but it, but but there is an answer. I mean, for each of us, we each, we each have a vision, you know that that you know I think um, is under, the underlying cause is uh, is is a, is a sustainable future. I mean, so as I think about what needs to happen, what I want to happen is I want my children and my children's children to have a better answer. Uh, you know, for each other, uh, uh, to the question, you know, what's it going to be like in 50 years than I do? I mean, so as, 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 so the first step is to, is to move together toward action that can m- eliminate or at least put us in a position where we no longer are concerned about whether we're actually going to have a planet we can live on in 100 years. Uh, or sometime soon after that. I mean, that's that's the that's the big issue for, you know, for me is to remove um, this sense of urgency uh, by putting ourselves into action in a way where we're working together toward things, and working together towards things really involves a first step in accepting intelligent, intelligently managed and created data. The data is clear on what what is happening, and so we need to accept the fact that something is happening that we really don't want to happen. And the beautiful thing that we have in front of us is that there are great solutions that are being developed and that are already in place that if we simply embrace and take forward in a more you know, business-like way, we can reach a point where we don't have to worry like this. So that's kind of that, for me. That's the vision. It's a worry-free vision, in terms of ha- having, you know, a, a group of people taking collective action worldwide in a way 
that can address these issues. And every issue that we see around the environment and sustainability, by the way, emerges at its beginning from issues of social justice. And that's why when we talk about, uh, you know, four years ago, our mission is really a thriving, just, and sustainable life for all. So that's what we're driving toward. So let's look ahead for a moment to 2050, and let's talk about if we continue on the path that we are on globally, um, increased population, scarcity of food and water, uh, climate change. Um, this is this is the, the dark, uh, frightening view that many of us read about, hear about, and think about. And what I've really noticed is that there really isn't an alternative vision that we share or that's being shown to us in, you know, in various media. Um, I sometimes notice when we go turn to watch movies about the future, they're often doomsday scenarios and destruction of the world scenarios. Um, we, we really don't have a place to go and see, literally, literally to, to, to contemplate a different picture of the way that it could be. And I'd love for a moment if we could just brainstorm some thoughts about how this would actually look if we were operating in this um, collective kind of stewardship, um, you know, common interest approach that I think you're talking about here, what would we be doing? Well, let, me How would we be by, let me start by addressing, you know, one issue, and that is that, you know, this, this concept that, you know, that we don't have um, a, a way forward, to, you know, to really see what's going on and that, we, and that we have to brainstorm. If we think about what's happened in the past, what we you know, driven largely by the United States and the amazing things that we can do as a, as a powerful democracy and a market-driven economy. Um, you know, just think of the, these two examples. After World War II, um, Europe was devastated. It was devastated beyond belief. And we put together, through U.S. investment, U.S.-led investment, because the rest of the world jumped in, um, you know, enough money to make Europe come back in a market-driven way. I mean, we are really literally talking about, you know, dollars that would measure in the trillions today, you know, on, a, on, a, on an inflation-adjusted uh, model. So the Marshall Plan is, is, is one where we just basically all got together and said, we're going to fix this, and we did. And then the second one, um, which, you know, is, is, is really relevant to um, what uh, we need to do now, is in the, uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, um, you know, we had developed these amazing things called, things called integrated circuits, and we thought this was, you know, going to be a great market moving forward. And our Defense Department thought that we, this was absolutely critical, you know, toward, you know, ultimately resolving, you know, the Cold War. And, uh, but the market was slow on the uptake, and Silicon Valley was starting to happen, but, you know, there, there really wasn't a market. And the United States government, through DARPA, decided to, to buy every silicon chip that was not purchased in the market. And so at significant cost early on, uh, the, the U.S. government came in and created a market for a product that it knew was absolutely necessary. Now, fast forward to today. I mean, what do we know and what can we do? If you look forward to 2050, what should it be? Well, we should have, you know, we should have an economy that is that is not dependent upon fossil fuels. Um, fossil fuels should have a role, but they should have an intelligent role. We should be, they're, they're our assets. They sit under the ground. They're, they're things that we should have forever to use in ways that we don't even know yet. And so the idea that we're spending them all now is kind of absurd from an economic standpoint, 
But when you consider the alternative that, 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 that renewables are, are far behind, it becomes a real conundrum. Well, the way around the conundrum is to do what we did you know, with, with silicon chips back in the, in the 60s. We can enable this market, and the way to enable this market is a great, you know, great group over in Berkeley called uh, the Breakthrough Institute, Michael Schellenberg or Ted Nordhaus. Uh, Michael talks about this a lot. And the, the concept is that why not develop the market? We've done it before. We did it for the Marshall Plan. We did it for DARPA. Um, <clears throat> we can, if, if we simply put enough money behind renewable energy, we can create a system where renewables are the market choice. And it's, and it's really a model of enough purchasing power to create enough uh, product development that in, that in the end develops a marketplace that actually um, where the price of, of renewable energy is so much lower than the, than the cost of fossil fuels, which is a totally logical premise. So if we get to that, then, then the market can take over and we, and we can move aggressively. But when the markets need to move this at the end of the day. I mean, governments are not going to make this happen by mandate. It has to happen because of markets, and we can make the markets happen. So, that's, so to me, that's the critical piece. And as that happens, as things, you know, as renewables take over and our lives become more sustainable as a result, sustainable meaning, you know, using things that are not necessarily impacting the planet in a negative way so that we can sustain the way we live, um, you know, if we can do that, then we can put ourselves in a position where we can do lots of other things to support people that are giving things up. And so one of the things that we have to be careful about over the next 25 years is this, you know, this stress between the developing world and the developed world. I mean, we want to tell, you know, China and India that they can't build power plants anymore that are based on fossil fuels at a time when they're just coming into our age and they're just being able to you know, to live in the way that, that, that we in the, in, the, in the Western world have been able to live. And, uh, and that's asking them to sacrifice. So in order to ask them to sacrifice, we have to show them a way out. We have to show them that they, that they can continue to improve it. They can continue to have education for their children and great jobs and, and uh, you know, much more, uh, you know, fruitful, fruitful futures for their children. And so th- those, are, those are issues that, you know, are social justice related. But, you know, I think it all starts with having a path that says we don't have to have the planet evolve in the way it's currently evolving because we can solve it and we can solve it by simply enabling markets for businesses and organizations that already exist that already know that they can produce things at great you know that that are that are that are super solutions for the problems we have Jim, let's go back to 2050 again. I think you've given us some really interesting and, and provocative ideas about the path to the future that we want, this fossil-free, worry, fossil fuel depend, no longer depending on fossil fuels and worry-free um, goal that we have in terms of the future you're imagining. What other characteristics might there be in this future? How do people act? What's, what, what does it look like? Well, I've seen some great articles recently about things that we're not doing uh, that we used to do when I was a kid. And uh, you know, so when I was a kid, we used to watch things on television called the Jetsons and, you know, and Star Trek and, and uh, you know, uh, I forget the other one was the Robinson family. <laughs> but, I mean, there was this concept that we as a, as a society and a, and, a, and, a, and a world, you know, could 
you know, merge our way into amazing futuristic, you know, activities that, you know, would advance, you know, uh, advance the universe. And so, you know, the idea, you know, of, of those of those concepts was that 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 we could connect into the universe. And and now there's lots of great thinking going on that uh, you know has advanced in in in, in things like cosmology and, and physics and and uh, you know astronomy uh, um, that that tell us that that there is some 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 there are things going on out there that we're really connected to and that we should be thinking about and considering as we as we consider you know our role you know the, the role of people on earth as it as we move into the the whole next phase of of uh, the human condition and so so the the idea of having a planet whose population is not shrinking you know and if you if you read some of the literature the the concept is that you know our population is going to begin to shrink drastically as a result of global warming uh, but if we have a population that is that is that is stable and continuing to uh, to grow, but is also based on sustainability, then the idea of expanding and exploring new frontiers and doing, you know, as a as a as a as a as a humankind doing things that are uh, are much more related to advancing um, advancing the human condition and 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 connecting into you know a, a universe that is just spectacular. Uh, is really kind of what I see as, as 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 the core of what people are doing in 2050. It kind of floats back to you know the Kennedy era and and uh, you know that 10 years when we charged toward the moon. Um, th- 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 that was a period of time when the, the 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 minds and the imaginations of of you know great engineers and you know great physicists and and wonderful children. All came together collectively and created this wonderful vision. This and, and the wonderful vision became a reality. And then something we'll t- happened. And we'll take a break right here, and then we'll come back and complete this vision. Thank you so much. Voice America Business Network: The Bottom Line in Business. Tune in to Tom Says for practical solutions that you can use in your life. Whether it's information you can use for business, spiritual awareness, health, or personal issues, you'll want to listen to this life-changing program hosted by Tom Gerbic. Tom will also invite you to participate by calling in or sending emails. There's no topic that's taboo. With Tom's life experiences, you'll find that a weekly visit can be truly inspiring. Tom Says can be heard on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, with a weekly rebroadcast on the Voice America Business Channel. Did you know that the number one concern of American business is the ability to attract and retain qualified workers? Yet millions of qualified American workers with disabilities are sitting on the sidelines. Disabilities at Work Radio focuses on businesses and their workforce needs and also offers other topics of interest to people with disabilities, their families, and supporters. Join Disabilities at Work Radio every Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. 
We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. We hope that you'll be writing to us with your questions and comments for Jim Kyles, our guest today. We're talking about 2050 and what it could look like. Jim is the head of Four Years Go, a campaign to move us all toward action to create a shift in the course of humanity that will get us to a sustainable, more fulfilling, and more just future. Um, Jim, let's go back again to your vision, 2050. And if you could just kind of give it to us in a nutshell, what is it that you'd love to? See? Where would you love us to be in 2050? I'd love I'd love for us to be past problems, to have you know to have achieved breakthrough that we you know that we really understand that you know that our human condition is going to continue and that we can be expansive in the way we think, and then to reinvigor to be reinvigorated in you know our worldwide vision toward new frontiers, new technologies, new exploration, and, you know, in connection to the universe. Right. You know, you've talked about that we can, we can create a future that doesn't depend on fossil fuel, that we can create the markets that will get us there. And you've also said that um, we've talked previously about living networks and the power that is being developed for people to connect at will globally and to be in the conversation and in the, the connection that they really want to be to make things happen. So I'd like to go back to four years ago for a moment and talk a bit more about this concept of four years. Mm. Can you tell our listeners what is it about these four years, the four years I think are, are designated 2010 to 2014, that are so crucial to the, creating the future that we really want and really must create together. Sure. I mean, and, and, and just to be clear from the beginning, it's an arbitrary number because there isn't any scientific data that says specifically, you know, where we are and what's going to happen. You know, we can certainly see trend analyses. Al Gore has put a lot of that out there in terms of the fact that, uh, you know, the, there's a hockey stick in front of us. There's a, a huge mountain for us to climb, and that that mountain is getting closer and closer to us. And none of us really understands, you know, when, you know, that wall, when we reach that wall of no return. I mean, there is a wall of no return out there, you know, and, and, the, and the evidence is clear that, uh, that it's coming. Um, but in order to to address that situation, you know, with some of the solutions I've, I've identified earlier, uh, you know, we need to get into action. We need to we need to be in action. And uh, so, when four years ago was initially established, it, it was established under the concept that, you know, four years would be a pretty good period of time uh, to make to make something to make the shift in the attitude toward the direction we need to go happen. So it wasn't really about changing, you know, the way the world actually appears to us. It was about changing our attitude about the way in which we can address the world. And that means moving from being concerned and fearful to being in action and taking on the solutions that we know are there and moving aggressively forward and letting everyone we know know that we can all be in action now. And the concept that, that you know, Lynn and, and Wyden and Kennedy came up with was that this should happen in four years. And so, and why four years? Well, as Lynn puts it, 
we pick four years for everything. We go to high school for four years. We go to college for four years. The Olympics are every four years. The presidential elections every four years. Let's do this in four years. And then she came to people like me and said, you know, will tools and technology allow us to do this in four years? And my answer was, we could do it in four months with the right imperative. And so getting people into action over the next four years is totally doable. That's, you know, and, and, and that's, that's where it came from. And this, this shift, I love the way you said that, that the shift is really a shift in our mindset, a shift in our attitude, and the shift from sort of passively watching and sort of being spectators to what's happening in the world to taking, taking action and creating, co-creating this new way together. That's exactly right. I mean, it, it's, it's recognizing that we can do it together and not alone, you know, for some people. And for others, it's, and it's, a, it's a recognition of the fact that while, yes, we should be afraid of that future, um, more important is that we stand up to it and that, we, and that we recognize that we each can do something and then begin to do that something. And it doesn't have to be that we each create, you know, a great thing like solar power or a smart grid or figure out how to, you know, find a solution for, you know, the development of uh, nuclear fusion and the reintegration of nuclear power into the grid in a way that, you know, we don't have to worry about nuclear waste. I mean, those are big issues that great scientists are going to work on and they are working on. What we need to do is the simple things that we can do. Each of us can do something every day. Each of us can, you know, remember to recycle. Remember to bring a bag to the supermarket and not take the, bag, the brown bag out or the plastic bag out. Or, you know, simple things like that. I mean, if we, if we each take the simple action that confronts us at every step of the way, then, then, we, we, then we are in action. And what, what I find from people that I talk to is that when you begin to take the simple action, when you begin to recognize that you can help by doing really simple things, then suddenly you find yourself doing bigger things because you have embraced the concept that we can actually do something. And so then you might, you might get engaged in action, like trying to stop the Keystone Pipeline. When I look at the four years ago website and the questions asked, what's at stake? In other words, what is this? Um, what's at stake that we need to rally together and individually to, to, to make a difference in? The, the language is that our world is on an unsustainable path. Scientists warn that we're rapidly approaching dangerous tipping points after which life as we've known it will be irreversibly changed. And at the same time, we're poised on the verge of a possibility so magnificent that we can barely imagine it. Using technical and social solutions already available, we can safeguard our planet's capacity to sustain life now and for future generations. So you're really presenting this um, dire message, actually, that based on scientific um, prediction that we're, we're about to cross over, we're about to hit the wall, as you said in your metaphor, we're about to cross over to a, a dangerous tipping point from which we can't return. But there's a whole other possibility here, and that using what we have, we can not only uh, improve the prospects of the future, but actually safeguard our planet's capacity to sustain life. Um, what kind of leadership do you think is needed, Jim, and by whom? What will it take for us to create the shift you've described? 
Well, I mean, I think we all feel this. We felt it, you know, in 2008 when we, when, when, you know, when the president was campaigning. Um, you know, we need, we need people to be willing to accept that there needs to be change. And then we need to get into action around making that change. And so, so what, what I would say to leadership, the leadership like me, our only job is to, is to use tools, technology, media, and everything we can to, to, to inspire confidence in people that if we do simple things, change will happen. And, and, and then to support and, you know, and inspire the kinds of actions that people can take as they begin to understand and aggressively get involved in things that, you know, that need to be changed. And we all can see the things that need to be changed. And so, um, so, so, so the leaders are everywhere. I mean, the real leaders is anybody who's taking the action and taking it in a way that others can see and talking to their children and talking to their schools and talking to, you know, people in general. If, if, if I find that when I talk about four years ago with people at parties or at gatherings, their eyes perk up and they get interested because they know we've got to do something. We've got to move. And, uh, and so that's what, that's what, uh, we all need to do. So it's, 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 it's classic social media, um, you know, integration. We, we need, we need lots of people telling their story to their networks and getting their networks excited to tell their networks and, and that kind of thing. And in fact, you know, we'll be launching a, a social media website in support of, of the uh, Four Years Go campaign uh, in October. And, uh, and, and it's exactly that kind of role. Everybody's got their own circle of friends and people that they can influence and get to take action. And if each person with a circle, you know, ignites and excites uh, that circle to take action, and then that group uh, ignites and excites their circle, you know, we can pretty quickly have, you know, billions of people involved in this kind of a campaign, and that's that's kind of what we're hoping to do. Um, it's uh, it's it's so the leaders is the leader is always you, yeah. and the followers is your circle of friends, and then each person that's standing next to you in your circle is also a leader because they've got a circle of friends as well. You know, I like what you're saying because I know that many people feel helpless. They don't know what they can do. They don't know where to go to do something. There, there's a sense of um, I want to, but I'm not. I'm not sure what to do or if it matters. And it really sounds like four years ago is offering people a chance to be part of a big, huge we. It's yeah. all of us together working individually within our own circles and spheres of influence. Does that sound right? It's exactly right. That's, that's what we have to do. I mean, it, it, it's, it's what we have an opportunity to do. I mean, I'm a person who believes that nothing happens by mistake. And, and here we stand right now, you know, on the cusp of one of the greatest human problems in the history of the world. And, and at the same time, we have all of the solutions available to us if we just get into action in support of those solutions. It's not a simple task. It's bigger than anything that's ever happened. It's in the United States. It's on a scale comparable to the um, to the way in which we answered the call in World War II, uh, you know, to create tanks and airplanes that that could save the world. That's the, that's the kind of effort it ultimately is going to take, and that can only happen, you know, through collective action, through 
everybody getting excited through everybody you know stepping up and doing the simple things that they can do depriving themselves in some respects you know don't do certain things that you used to do you know it's uh, you know take you know take six kids in your car instead of two you know it's it's uh, real simple stuff but as we as we get involved then our behaviors will reflect our commitment and as our commitment begins to happen through through these really simple things others see it others get into action it's just the way the world works yeah and it creates a new norm it really does demonstrate that mindset shift that you're talking about with four years go that it's in some ways less about the um you know the carbon footprint per se although that's important but more maybe about just demonstrating your values, your commitment, and creating a, a, a new norm or a new mindset around you that this is the way we do it and that this new way of doing it is ultimately going to be the way that collectively we're going to get there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, at the end of the day, it's, it's really um, the application of, of conversation and, uh, and, and, and technology together, and uh, that, that's what will make it happen. I, 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 yeah. I just worry sometimes that people think that there's too much to be done and that they, and that they don't act because they think that they have to do something enormous. And that's this not is Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. We'll be right back after a short break. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. 
This is Kate Ebner, and I've been talking with Jim Kyles, Program Director of Four Years Go and CEO of Living Networks. Jim's vision is that all of us will take a stand for the future we want and begin creating that future individually and collectively. If you'd like to learn more about Jim and his organization Four Years Go, go to www.fouryearsgo.org. Um, you can also sign up to read more about Jim and his bold call to action by going to our website, www.nebocompany.com. When you sign up for our newsletter, you'll be eligible for a monthly drawing to receive a free book. So welcome back. And we're talking to Jim Kyles, who's sharing with us a, a, a call to action, really, for the future that we all must create together. And, you know, Jim has shared quite a bit about the uh, concept of now is the t right time, that now is the time for every one of us to begin to shift not only our mindset, but also our actions so that we can have a sustainable and harmonious future together. And, Jim, I wonder if the urgency of this message, this this now or never message um, ever discourage you and when you when you are discouraged assuming that you are what do you do uh, great question I mean you know I could I could you know tell you that that there are certainly times when anybody that's you know facing the kinds of uh, of uh, challenges that, that we face uh, you know can and, and 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 does get discouraged you know, so when I when I feel that way, um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by lots of people. You know, from you know from Lynn and Bill Twist to you know the people that are you know on the ground in Ecuador that are you know that are helping the indigenous people down there with the rainforest. Um, and uh, all I need to do is open my eyes and see the actions of other people and uh, and, and see their confidence. I think that's the way it works. Each of us can inspire and bring the confidence to others, and we're all going to have our periods where we go up and down. And the way to, you know, the way to be out of it is to be in action with the other people that are that are so you know, galvanized by everything that has to happen. What was the that's second great. part? Well, I wonder um, whose vision inspires you. Oh, yeah. Um, well, there, there, there are some amazingly inspiring people, um, you know, in, in the world. I mean, I, 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 I can't even begin to tell you how inspired I was in 2008 by what Barack Obama brought us. Uh, and I loved what happened in the campaign. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite honestly I'm a little disappointed in, in, in what's gone on in the last four years, but I also understand how difficult it is to do the things that he was committing to do, and I'm excited to hear about you know, you know, 2012. You know what what the vision is there. But so I haven't given up on 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 him. In the in the in the rest of the world, there's there's amazingly wonderful people that I know. Um, I think of Rebecca, Rebecca Tarbotten right now, taking you know that team over to the White House and willing to be arrested to uh, to support uh, you know stopping the uh, the Keystone Pipeline. I think of Lynn Twist. I think of you know the amazing things that that uh, she has done from you know spending time with mother teresa to you know answer, being the first to answer the call of the achuar indigenous peoples in uh, in ecuador and, you know th those those are people that you know inspire me every day but i'm also inspired by people you know that uh, you know like my children who you know go off to school you know with an idealistic mind and come home with optimism and you know and, and that to me is is a precious gift, and and I want to preserve that and honor it. And so, so I'm I'm lucky enough to be inspired every day by, 
you know, by some kids that are really thinking about how they can change the world and what they specifically can do and what I specifically should be doing. It's great to have your kids tell you what to do. Yeah, you seem to really listen to your kids. I love that part of your story where you, you talked about early on in our show about your children kind of turning to you and asking you, Dad, what are you going to do about this uh, when they learned about global climate change in school? And now you've really got quite an answer for them. How, how do you answer them today? I, you know, I, I tell them what they can do, and, and, <laughs> I, tell them, and, I, and I help them see things and, and uh, you know, key learnings that, um, that, they, that, they, that they can get from the things I'm involved with. You know, one of the things I didn't know was going to happen when I, you know, when I took on the, 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 the four years ago initiative uh, was um, this connection to so much intelligence and so much information that has been gathered by, you know, a, a group of people that has been together for, you know, many years. Um, you know, Pachamama Alliance emerges out of the Hunger Project, uh, the work that Lynn did, uh, you know, for many, many years. And, uh, and so there are constant, you know, opportunities to do things like, you know, listen to Brian Schwimm or, you know, or, 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 or go see Desmond Tutu or, or, or just listen to the great people that are doing amazing and wonderful things, you know, and to be awakened to, you know, you know, movies and, Opportunities that are coming from a large and growing network of people. And we just recently had the, you know, the Possible Futures Film Contest, where 318 um, filmmakers submitted films about what their vision for the future would be, and they were wonderful. They had to be five minutes, and they were just super. And if you know, and I'd encourage you to go see those. And um, you know, the other thing that that I'm, I'm encouraged by is how many people are stepping forward and taking a stand. And when I say taking a stand, I mean doing things that express their commitment to making the change that has to happen. And some of them are doing it, you know, in, in the world of uh, four years ago by taking a stand on our website. And others, uh, you know, a much larger group will be taking, doing the same thing in the, in the site we're going to launch uh, in October, My Stand. I want to share a little reading from The Soul of Money. This is a book mm. written by Lynn Twist, to whom you've been referring throughout the show, humanitarian fundraiser, change agent. Um, she wrote this book in, I believe, the early 2000s it was published, and it's been a huge impact on so many people, including me and certainly including you. And this is from Chapter 9 called Taking a Stand. She writes, more than 2,000 years ago, the mathematician Archimedes said, give me a place to stand and I will move the earth. I like to say that when we take a stand, we can move the world, the world of ideas and people who act on them. Taking a stand is a way of living and being that draws on a place within yourself that is at the very heart of who you are. When you take a stand, it gives you authenticity, power, and clarity. You find your place in the universe, and you have the capacity to move the world. And I'm hearing you say, Jim, that there's an opportunity for people to come to the Four Years Go website and take a stand uh, starting this fall. That's right. I mean, so, and that's, and that's what we're all about, is getting people to take a stand. And, you know, in, in Soul of Money, you know, Lynn is, Lynn is getting people to take a stand, you know, in favor of, of a particular kind of, of action, which is acting in the interest of all people with sufficiency, sufficiency for yourself, sufficiency for others. And, uh, and since you've raised Soul, Soul of Money, I just would want to say this, that Soul of Money is such an amazing treatise. Um, when I first read it, I was I was amazed by 
the intellect and power of the book in terms of its uh, of its conversation, a conversation comparable to you know some of the great economic treatises of our time. I mean, it, it really is that good. It's at that level. Such a powerful book. It's certainly life-changing for me and for so many people. Um, and I'd like to just wind down our hour with um, first thanking you, Jim, for bringing us such a powerful message today. Um, you've talked about living networks. You've talked about um, that, that really we have right in front of us and within our own lives the capacity to create the future that we really want, need and want to create together and that that future can be harmonious, sustainable, and just. And this is a powerful vision. We greatly appreciate your coming and being on the show today and sharing it with us. And to learn more about Jim Kyles, please come to the Nebo Company's website, www.nebocompany.com. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. It's been wonderful chatting with you, Kate, and I really appreciate your perspective. Have a great week. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.